0: Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. So the word obey is the Hebrew word shema. Mm. Even though in Deuteronomy 6 it says shema, it says here. But if you were to change that, it could be obey Israel. Yeah. The Lord your God, the Lord is one.
1: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Well, we're continuing to learn about Shema and in particular what it means to hear. That's the first word in this little phrase that uh, mm-hmm. we see in the Old Testament and also Jesus uh, recited in the Gospels. Hearing, of course, means to obey.
0: It does. It does mean obey. So Shema is, Shema Israel Adonai lehenu, Adonai Echad. Bauch Shem kevod, Leolam Vayed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Your turn. <laughs> No? I was going
1: to go and say, and you love your neighbor as yourself, because that's what Jesus said, didn't he, when he was asked yeah, he about did. this. Yeah. But, of course, yeah, you know, we mentioned that Jesus does recite this in yes. the Gospels. Are there other New Testament uh, authors that uh, deal with this issue as well?
0: Uh, well... There are not necessarily exactly like that, but there's certainly references to the same exact principle. John fourteen fifteen says, If you love me, you'll obey my commands. And Shemar is saying, You've got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm. soul, and might. And hero oh Israel, which is talking about being obedient, yeah. so not in exactly the same words, but absolutely in its mm. essence and in what it's trying to communicate. And what, yeah, you, were, for sure.
1: what you were saying in yesterday's program was that uh, that the obedience really is that outworking of hearing, isn't it? You can hear something and it kind of just goes through to the keeper yeah. or you can actually hear it and then act on it and that's where what this is really all about, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely is. In, in fact, I, when I was learning this, I was actually reading about this in a book by Lois Tverberg is the is the author's name and I was reading some of her stuff. When I was learning about this and, and when it was coming up about being obedient, I, I did a little experiment I went into uh, blueletterbible.org. It's my favorite Bible study research uh, resource online, blueletterbible.org, and I typed in the word obey into the search engine. And the word obey occurs 71 times in uh, the Bible and in almost, not everybody, in almost every occasion, the word "shma." is there. Mm. So the word obey is the Hebrew word shma. Oh, right. Even though in Deuteronomy 6 it says shma it says here. Mm. But if you were to change that it could be obey Israel. Yeah. The Lord your God the Lord is one. And you can even uh, even if you were to go online and have a look at, your, at yourself at some of the other passages of scripture, like for example in Psalm eighty one, uh, verses eight to nine says, Shma, O my people, and I will admonish you, O Israel, if you would shma to me." That's how you could read mm. it because the words there in the translation says, "Hearken" or "Take heed" or "Obey," mm. uh, because at the time Israel was being extremely disobedient to God's instructions. It's the same with verse eleven, but my people didn't shma to my voice. Israel didn't obey me. Uh, verse 13, Oh, that my people would shmar to me that Israel would walk in my ways. It's a call to obedience. Do mm. what I tell you to do and stop being so rebellious. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm reading these things and I'm I'm thinking, oh, if I was to put a mirror up to my own life, how much do I schmar? How much do I obey?
1: And I guess that's the challenge, isn't it? Because oftentimes, and we mentioned yesterday about, you know, we ask our children to do something and then we get frustrated when they say yeah, Yeah. but don't actually follow through. But we're exactly the same, aren't we? We can oftentimes, you know, acknowledge something we read in the word or that we feel God's speaking to us about, and yet we don't follow through. We don't actually obey or schmar, even though we yeah. we might have had that sort of uh, mental assent or that acknowledgement that oh yep yep that's important We've got to do that but do we actually follow through yeah
0: and again it's kind of breaking that um, that you know greek mindset that we have that we we the emphasis for us is is on information on knowledge mm. it's not necessarily on action and particularly within the christian church because we are so tenacious when it comes to not emphasizing works because we, you know, mm. and it's true, we're not saved by works. There's nothing yep. you can do, nothing I can do that would ever qualify me for salvation. I cannot never earn it. Mm. But that doesn't mean we're not supposed to get up off our blessed insurances and actually do yep, something. Exactly. Uh, there's supposed to be some evidence, yeah. some obedience that is uh, follow on and Mm. that's why sometimes people actually find the book of James very challenging because he says you tell me you're saved Um, he said I'll show you that I'm saved by the works that I do. There's got to be some kind of an evidence and it's certainly not salvation by works but there's yep. got to be some kind of a transformation that's visible.
1: Intrinsic, you know, tying together of those things, isn't it? And, that, and James says that faith without works is dead.
0: Precisely. And that's a pretty savage a rebuttal to it, because if it's dead, it means it's dead. Yep. We don't wanna, it stinketh. It's, it, <laughs> it stinketh. Look, we're even in Revelation, okay. Again, we're looking uh, new covenant scriptures here. Jesus taught and wrote to the churches mentioned in Revelation two and three. And remember after each Admonishment, or encouragement, or rebuke. He says, "Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear." Mm. Okay. And what was he? What was he saying? The word in there is Greek, so it's not. that not use the Hebrew word shema. But what was he saying? If you are hearing my voice audibly, mm. then great, you're hearing yeah. my voice. No, he's saying if you're listening to me,
1: you do get up off your blessed assurance good, yeah. and do
0: something about dealing with the issues I've raised. Mm. Or keep doing what I've told you is a good thing. Yeah. It was about action. James one twenty two to 25 says this, Prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and then gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of a person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, But an effectual doer, this man, will be blessed in what he does. Mm. So that kind of, again, expresses to us how important the law is, not for salvation, not because we have to live under some Mosaic covenant or ceremonial laws. Mm. We don't. Um, As we learned yesterday at the Jerusalem Council, no, we don't have to become Jews. But there were still some criteria that the the official church put on Gentiles. That's you and I. And so it's, it's, it's very, very important. Okay, when No, we are not going under the law. I want to emphasize that. We're not saying you've got to become Jewish. All last week we talked about the fact we don't have to be Jews. We do not have to dress like them, act like them, talk like them, follow all of their ceremonies. But boy, oh boy, can we learn a lot from mm. them. And the heritage that we have is very, very important. And again, I, I want to repeat, Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is New Covenant. What commandments is he yeah. referring to? Because they didn't write any new commandments. That's right. In
1: He just reiterated, he reiterated. What, what had already been written. And it says in the Gospels, you know, he didn't come to yeah. do away with the law, but to fulfill it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to read a bit of a controversial passage now uh, that some people will maybe bristle at, but I didn't write it. (laughs) I'm not the author.
1: Don't shoot the messenger.
0: (laughs) 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11 says, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. The point he's making there is that there has to be a visible change where you become obedient Mm. to the commands of God. And so, therefore, it's completely inaccurate to say we don't have to be under the law. And I say this as guardedly as I can because we're not under the law, if you know what I mean. But we are to obey. What are we to obey? The commandments, Jesus said, my commandments. What are the commandments? Well, he doesn't want us to, be, all of those things that have just been listed. We have to be careful not to succumb to those. Or if we were, we've got to move away from yeah. this. There has to be a visible change. And that's what Shmar is like. And then again, I mean, the parable of the sower. What's the parable of the sower? You well, know that one.
1: Yep, that's the, the guy that sows the seed on the different types of ground and the different, I guess, results of that. Obviously, the seed sown into the good soil. Produces fruit thirty, sixty, and fold.
0: Exactly. And so, what was what was the the one who was producing all this fruit was Shema. Mm. He was being obedient to what he'd been taught and heard and learned, and therefore. He was the one who was blessed. He had all of this fruit produced in his life. So again, you read something in the Old Covenant scriptures and it absolutely bursts to life with meaning and fulfillment in the New Covenant scriptures and is unbelievably relevant for us as Gentiles, not as not to become ethnic Jews but to understand the foundations of what God was wanting for all his people, Jews and Gentiles who believe together, and scripture, Paul actually calls them the one new man.
1: Well, in the next program, we're going to continue to dig into Shema, and in particular, the element of God being one.